0: Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Purple Mafia is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podman, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Audible, Stitcher, DoubleTwist, all the wonderful applications you can get to listen to podcasts. Always appreciate those and probably many more out there that I don't know about. It is a nice pleasure to join you once again today and have you on board as well. I always appreciate it the Minnesota Vikings unfortunately do not come out victors in a very entertaining back and forth game the Minnesota Vikings lose today 34-33 in Arizona at the end of the day well it's just uh, another extremely frustrating finish it just reeked of the minute when Greg Joseph missed that extra point <laughs> and Ali Siddiqui tweeted I hope that missed extra point doesn't bite us in the butt of course it did and of course Greg Joseph missed the 37 yard. that would have won the game as well after yet another really good drive at the end of the game we still find a way to end up losers and Minnesota Vikings are now 0-2 in the season in an extremely disappointing fashion off the charts ah man, this thing is getting <laughs> it's funny how the uh I always swear by Yahoo Sports, it was showing with two seconds left. Yes, Vikings are 0-2 on the season. And yes, you can argue we could very easily be 2-0, but when you can't finish a game, you can't hang on to the Mickey freaking ball, and you can't make the kicks when you need to, well, you're 0-2, and you give up big play after big play, well, maybe you deserve to be in that position because you gave up too many big plays. You didn't capitalize enough on the turnovers that you had. The turnovers that you had, and luckily Vikings do not have turnovers in this game. We just missed kicks, <laughs> missed an extra point. <sighs> And missed a 37-yarder, Greg Joseph, who earlier in the game made a 52-yarder in very clutch, very ice-in-the-veins fashion. But, of course, when you need it most, you don't win the game. He made it last week to tie up the game. But when it's win or lose, literally win or lose, it just doesn't happen. And it, it just happens over and over and over again. Is it Mike Zimmer making the kickers nervous? Is it Vikings history? Is it the fact we just screw around and don't keep the guy, which I'll talk about forever, Kai Forbath, who was extremely clutch, put the Vikings in position to defeat the New Orleans Saints, and we did in the in the Minneapolis Miracle, uh, which Kai Forbath did, and he's still kind of been all over the place, been a journeyman ever since. And Daniel Carlson is one of the best kickers in the league, and he's been hitting big kicks and helping the Raiders. Have a successful season believe it or not the vegas raiders again as they finally got to have a (laughs) they finally got to have fans in their building their brand new building in las vegas nevada the vikings right away looked like a much better team than they did last week that's the good news at least offensively like last week the offense was a disaster it was disgusting the defense was okay but disappointing in a lot of ways as well the secondary to me still stinks the secondary stinks Thank you, Xavier Woods, for the interception. Appreciate it. Obviously, Harrison Smith has been one of the most valuable safeties in football for a long, long time. But, generally speaking, it's been a huge frustration with the Vikings secondary this season. Uh, no Anthony Barr. We thought we were going to have no Eric Hendricks, but there he was. He played He, he played, and he was decent. Uh, obviously, multiple tackles for loss. He was solid in the game. Certainly not perfect because nobody is. Nick Vigil, huge interception that uh, and a pick-six, of course. That was a big moment for the Vikings. In a, in a point in the game when it felt like felt like the Vikings were probably going to fall behind by a decent amount and end up losing the game but that was a, a game-changing moment put the Vikings in position to be totally back in it and that was exciting they also on the play before guided uh, Eric Kendricks of all people who's one of the captains of the defense nowadays uh, where to be and it ended up being a, a big stop rather than it could have been a huge gain for Arizona on the ground So Nick Vigil, maybe someday, maybe someday he's got a defensive coordinator in his future or something, some type of coach, but I think he will be a coach someday, one way or another, from what we're hearing. One of those deals where maybe he'll be a better coach than a player, but he's a solid player, a nice addition, Vikings got lucky there with Nick Vigil, to be quite honest, because, yeah, uh, Anthony Barr, with the way they act, the coaching staff and such, act like Anthony Barr is this can't-miss legend of linebacker land and Vikings history. I don't think he is. Fact, I've been frustrated with Anthony Barr since what, like his second year in the league? Overrated. I think Anthony Barr is overrated. And uh, there's a lot of us that feel that way. I don't think we're idiots. I don't think those of us that see Anthony Barr as an overrated linebacker is an idiot. Kirk Cousins certainly wasn't perfect, but he was pretty good. Obviously, very good sec- uh, first half. Pardon me, second half was not so good until the game-winning drive or potential game-winning drive. What am I talking about? But uh, he was solid in the game. Obviously, good statistics. Obviously, obviously, the stats are usually pretty good for Kirk when he doesn't have a bunch of turnovers, which he did not. Uh, you know, good quarterback rating, blah 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 But obviously, <laughs> most of, well, all of the third and most of the fourth just the offense couldn't get going. Arizona defense looked a little bit better. blah blah, blah. Things actually slowed down a bit when in, <laughs> Phil Mackey at one point early in the third quarter said, is the first team to 50 points going to be the winner of this game? And it's like, yeah, it kind of felt that way. Well, yeah. You know, to say it kind of like uh, Bill Guerin would say, well, yeah. That was after the Vikings got their touchdown. Well, that was Nick Vigil. After Nick Vigil's touchdown, we thought something was going to really pick up. But Vikings office did not score another touchdown after the first half, unfortunately. And we, well, (laughs) we made a 52-yarder, which we appreciate very much, but did not uh, hit the one that was needed to wrap the game up. And again, the extra point puts you in that position to lose. Would have been nice to just win the game or go to overtime and, of course, miss it and go to overtime and find a way to lose that. That's another way to look at things. I know I'm a negative Nancy. Uh, and then you see Matt Prater trotting out onto the field. I forgot that Matt Prater was on the Arizona Cardinals. I always think of him as a Detroit Lion, just always. And he was on Denver before Detroit. But there's one thing Detroit could say they've had in their last 20 years or so: really good kickers. Uh, Mike uh, Matt Matt Hansen. I hope I'm saying it correctly. Not Mike Hansen. He was another. He's somebody else. He's a manager at. a... Uh, just uh, regional manager in Holiday Gas Station Company, Station Stores, whatever. Uh, but Mr. Uh, Matt Hansen man, what an amazing kicker he was for so long for the Detroit Lions, and then you get Matt Prater who can make kicks from 60 yards. It's just unbelievable. Um, that's one thing that Detroit can say they've had. Hey, buddy, yeah, uh, Prater. A 62-yard attempt, I think. like, oh, great. Of course, Arizona's going to take the lead at the buzzer, so to speak, at the end of the half. And I was thinking, why do I have a sneaky feeling the game's going to end this way, one way or another? It's going to be a one-point loss. It was. It was. I mean, it's that's Vikings history, I guess, for you. They didn't ice the kicker, either. Did you notice that? They didn't ice the kicker. Maybe they realized icing the kicker's stupid. It actually, makes, it actually gives them a better chance of making it. Maybe... They had him anticipating, oh, he's going to ice me and all that. He's going to ice me, so whatever. And then, oh, he didn't ice me, and I missed. That's great. <laughs> I missed, and we lost. That's, that's just great. Isn't that wonderful? Makes you feel warm and fuzzy on the inside, doesn't it? Oh, just look at that freaking win probability. Oh, up, down, 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 up, all over the place. Very entertaining football game. I'll give you that and also give you another thing. The Vikings have a third receiver. He might be the number one receiver the way things are going. He's pretty good, isn't he? KJ Osborne's a really good player, isn't he? He really is. He can he catches the ball. And his footwork is really good as well. I remember the Chris Carter catch on the sidelines in the preseason. I was thinking, you know... We can say all we want about that's preseason, but that still takes a skill set to be able to make a play like that, regardless if it's preseason against fourth string this or second string that or starter this or a pro bowl, you know, perennial pro bowler, legendary cornerback that. He still made a a sideline Chris Carter-style catch in the preseason. You know, mediocre, below-average receivers don't make plays like that. They step out of bounds, and they probably don't catch the ball either, but they find a way to step out of bounds and be in the wrong place KJ Osborne might end up being a legitimate top two receiver at some point. Uh, Possibly. Uh, Adam Thielen, a couple of very clutch catches, including the touchdown. That was great very early in the game, but a huge third down catch, which was the second third down conversion only in the whole bleeping game. Despite how we can brag about how good the offense was for an extended period, we sucked hardcore on third down. What was it? Two of ten. So, you know, literally like 20%. That's garbage. Uh, And, of course, when you knew Arizona was going to go for it in fourth, oh, of course they're going to make it. And then it was, what, like a 35-yard gain. Just terrific stuff. It's just 35 yards. I mean, you know, things happen. Things happen. Just 35. Yeah, that's what it was. (laughs) A.J. Green had the big 20-yard, 29-yard play. Hmm. Yeah, A.J. Green, that was another conversion along the way. Oh, boy. DeeDee Westbrook is alive. He made a couple of punt returns. But, uh, yeah, there's a reason why Westbrook is out there. Let me let me tell you. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. But uh, there was a terrible play at one point. Just trying to force a kick return, and you wind up on the two-yard line. That really helped. That really accomplished a lot. That that was genius, wasn't it? Really accomplished a lot. We went up on the two-yard line and having to punt out of the end zone. That was frustrating. Uh, Jordan Berry, the stats are good, but the last punt he made was pretty crappy, I have to admit. Other than that, though, he was pretty good. He got an in 20 and blah blah, blah. I'm just going all over the place. I'm, I apologize. It might sound crazy, but I don't want to act like I'm narrating the game to you. So, on the next play, Nick Vigil got the uh, pick six, which put the Vikings in wonderful position. And then... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um... Still so focus on the defense at at the uh, for a minute here. Good pressure by the defensive line, particularly Daniil Hunter with a All-Pro type of type of game. He looks like an All-Pro defensive end once again. Our edge rusher, since we got to be modern about it, edge rusher three sacks in the game. He was unbelievable, and they were all in big moments, especially the third one, which gave the Vikings great opportunity to get the ball back and completely derail the Arizona Cardinals' uh, chances to put the Vikings on ice. Uh, awesome performance by Daniel Hunter. He's he, he's back, and there's a reason why he was my favorite Viking for about four, for about four years there. He's outstanding. He truly is. Mackenzie Alexander had extended time out there, and he was solid. Um, not spectacular, though. Definitely not spectacular. I mean, obviously, when you're making the tackles, that means the guy's catching the damn ball in order to get there. Patrick Peterson was absolutely humiliated on a play as well which cost us big time. And I mean huge. That was absolutely embarrassing to be quite honest. Um <laughs> I'm trying to remember. it. Yeah, that was the that was the Rondell Moore play. Oh my god, that was horrible. Just like what's going on here? Terrible. Terrible play down the stretch. I mean, he was just caught sleeping basically was uh, Patrick Peterson. 77-yard touchdown play. Obviously, you know, it was caught about 30 yards prior. the end zone but when nobody's in front of you and you know patrick peterson is in god knows land that wasn't fun so one of those welcome home type of moments you know it's just you know it was a nice kind greeting like welcome back we love you but uh we have to do this to you as well sorry sorry (laughs) yeah well at least justin jefferson got in the end zone this time around we're glad about that we don't have to worry about that one being called back uh I can't say I uh, can't, can't get mad at the refs too much in this game. Of course, the fumble where like Nick Vigil had recovered a fumble, that was overturned. That would have been a huge change there. Instead, Arizona gets in the end zone. Big shocker there. That was too bad. Would have been nice. I mean, we would have been pinned way back there at like the two-yard line again, but whatever. Would have been nice to have the ball and uh, Arizona not in the end zone. That would have been a nice thing. <sighs> Definitely a lot of back and forth, but I don't know. I mean, the secondary is not it's not real good uh, Chris Boyd had a really nice well when you go to special teams that was Chris Boyd really nice gunner play huge stop so Chris Boyd is a good special teamer that's great to see but obviously is a real uh, full-time any type of part-time cornerback probably not somebody you want in a big way <coughs> Michael Pierce much quieter this week Tomlinson just a just a just a, a single tackle in the game it was just an assist at the end of the day, one assisted tackle in the game. Dalvin Thompson continues to struggle, unfortunately. Um, <clears throat> Breland continues to get burned and beaten over and over and over again. Not nobody's really excited about that one. There's a reason why he was available for only two million dollars. He thought he deserved more than the 1.5 the Vikings were offering, so he got what 2.5 or something. I'm glad we did that. I'm so glad, but <clears throat> I don't know, not good. Um, Cameron Dancer looked solid, though. He made a big stop down the stretch. Made a big stop, prevented a touchdown from the legendary A.J. Green. That was great. legend. Yeah, he's a pretty good wide receiver, yes. A big pass deflection, and that was a big moment. So we appreciated what Cam Dancer was able to do, definitely. Generally speaking, I also appreciate the offensive line keeping Chandler Jones completely, completely out of the box score. Nothing but zero, so good for him there. They kept J.J. Watt. Uh, in check for a while. That was nice. No sacks, of course, but he's more of a run-stopper later on, though one of his tackles were lost on uh, (laughs) Delvin Cook. Ended up being a turned ankle. That was frustrating for Delvin Cook, I'm sure. I did say something about Delvin Cook on Twitter that probably annoyed some people. It got a lot of impressions, but very little uh, interactions. A lot of people saw it, but no likes. And I think two, like three or four people just looked at my profile and left right away. Woohoo! I was saying, basically Delvin cook is not an MVP because oftentimes he's, he's, he, he always misses some time and he's, you know, it was two weeks in a row. He had a huge fumble that, that cost us in a big way. I mean, it's just too much getting tired of the turnovers. Uh, and I was saying, I was kind of putting him in Adrian Peterson in the category of the fumbling. He's not as bad of a fumbler as Adrian Peterson, but he does fumble fairly frequently. I would have to say, um, It just, it kills you. It kills you, and it was really frustrating for me at the time. I'm sure a lot of you hate me and disagree with me for saying that. If if any of you saw that on Twitter, but I don't know. I was, at the moment, it was one of my hot takes, so to speak. Like, hot take police, they say, on Score North. Um, That was my hot take of the moment. So maybe I got arrested for that one, for uh, (laughs) having too much of a hot take there. Um, Max Williams, a former go for a huge game, 7 Seven targets, seven receptions, 94. And again, that 34-yard play was absolutely huge. It was also a bit of a miracle-tip play. The ball was batted in the air twice, and then Max Williams happened to catch it and kept going for a while, and it was a huge first down for Arizona. and made us all feel warm and fuzzy that a former Gopher had a big play. It's great, but of course it was against us, just like a former Gopher played for the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, you know, you know Bell, one of the greatest Gophers ever back in the day. Ended up... Uh, Rushing helped crush the Vikings in the first Super Bowl we played in for the Chiefs. It's wonderful. You know, I know it's just wonderful to see that happen, I guess. Happy for you. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm. It's a shame. It's a shame. You know, yes, we're going to say forever. We could very easily be 2-0. But that's why you got to finish the play. Hang on to the bleeping ball. Score at the end and wrap things up. Make your damn kick. Maybe Greg Joseph would have missed the kick in that situation as well when the Vikings were in a huge position to win that sucker last week. Maybe Joseph would have missed it or maybe we would have just kept going and got in the end zone. Who knows? But regardless, the Vikings never saw the ball again after Delvin's fumble in Cincy. And, um, well, Greg Joseph missed two kicks. That would have won the game. Well, one of them would have at least had the game tied. The other would have, would have uh, won the game regardless. The field goal at the end... Uh, you got to be clutch when you need to be. But unfortunately, we weren't when it mattered most. At least Greg Joseph wasn't (laughs) at the end of the day. The defense was good at times. It was terrible at times. Obviously, Kyler Murray can play. He can move, and we're happy for him there, obviously. uh, The multiple interceptions were very exciting. They were big moments. We thought we had a chance to possibly just maybe pull away and have that type of a game, but it just wasn't meant to be at the end of the day just wasn't meant to be um one other crazy thing that was fun an urban legend are you ready for urban legend of the week are you ready i gotta get some damn sound bites but i've been very yeah you know when i'm tied up and i don't really <laughs> it's just it's just one of those things oh, i'll get to that when i have a chance i suppose um kirk cousins had a 29 yard run today kirk cousins had a 29 yard run today isn't that something he looked really good on it too and he, he just kept going and going and he stepped out of bounds and he actually looked kind of fast. There was talk about Kirk Cousins actually being fairly mobile in college. but um, And it's not like he's Mr. Knee Injury. Like uh, Sam Bradford, who was very mobile in college, but he had multiple ACLs and, and he wasn't mobile anymore after that. With Kirk, it's just, I don't know, There there is something there on occasion. And he didn't have to slide either. He just went out of bounds. It was a really nice play, actually, on a, on a third down. Uh, that was one of our conversions. So one of the two conversions we were able to get. Great job, Kirk Cousins. I thought he played very, very, very well today. And yes, Galvin did too, but the damn fumbling. Just hang on to the ball, for God's sake. Uh, they're not even counting a fumble on him there, but he did, didn't he? I'm Confused. Very confused. It should be on there, but uh, regardless regardless hang on to the ball regardless so we don't get in a position where we have to have the ref bail us out pray to god that the ref bails us out because he sure as hell didn't in the cincinnati game so start on the road with two games not the easiest thing in the world obviously poor poor history in cincinnati but the vikings should have been better last week should have beaten cincinnati we look fantastic against a pretty good arizona team An improving very very much improving arizona team with a lot of talent on both sides of the ball and um just didn't finish. That's just all there is to say. The Vikings did not finish and if you can't finish well what good are you? You're 0-2 you're 0-2 and that's what counts most finish the damn game and the Vikings didn't do that. The Fran Tarkenton Award for this show has got to be Danielle Heinferry. He was absolutely freaking awesome. Strong honorable mention to Kirk Cousins, KJ Osborne, Delvin Cook all those guys. Those are honorable mentions. I want to go with Daniel Hunter, though. He made the big plays when he needed to. He was just, when the Vikings, it was big moments. They made big plays. Vigil would have been a huge nominee as well with his little kind of coaching, in-game coaching at the at the right time, right place, in the pick six. But he did miss some tackles that were just, oh, come on, you got to get those, man. Come on. Yeah, obviously, I mean, get some. Obviously, and, and he's a limited guy. He's not a star. He's not a Pro Bowl linebacker. uh but Daniel Hunter's not an all... He's hes not a hes not a Pro Bowl defensive end. He's an all-pro defensive end. That's what he is. So, you know, he is absolutely fantastic at the end of the day. The Christian Potter Memorial, I mean, I don't want to give it to him after the 52-yarder, 53-yarder last week. Ice in his veins. I don't want to give it to Greg Joseph. I, I really don't, but I have to. I, I have to give it to Greg Joseph. But he's going to share it. So it's not going to be 100%. Breland, you still suck, man. Make make some plays once in a while. He still stinks. He's still beatable. Heck, and I'm almost tempted to give one to Patrick Peterson because he got absolutely humiliated. In fact, you know, it's definitely an honorable mention. That was bad. That, that was bad. And I don't care what anybody says. It was terrible. Um, great job, Cam Danzler. Nice to see some improvement. Let's get back out there. Try not to, you know, <laughs> stop with the immature moments I'd have to say that he had at times, uh, during the preseason. It was very frightening, actually, for Minnesota Viking fans, like you know, like all of us. Very frightening moments for all of us, but um, at the end of the day, nice uh, nice improvement. Hope he can be more consistent. That's the one thing that's driving us all crazy, and we're going to talk about that in Fan Interaction, segment number three. Myself and uh, Dave Martin out of Northern Scotland summing things up here with Kirk Cousins and Mike Zimmer about consistency. Consistency. It just doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It's good one week, bad. The, you know, this good one year, not so good the next. We're, we're, you know, lack of consistency. You have your big playoff win, and then you suck in the next game. It's just, God, blankety blank. You can never go on a playoff run if you can't put two or three good weeks in a row. That's the problem. You, you, you can't count on Kirk to go win in New Orleans and then go into, you know, san francisco the next week you just knew it you just knew it was going to be a totally different ball game and it literally was with that said sorry for being so negative the whole damn time but it was an entertaining fun football game that ended stupidly stupidly but again lots of positives like kj osborne and daniel hunter looking really you know like like a superstar again that's awesome vigil looking like a wonderful find blah freaking blah With that said, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll uh, jump right into the Sunday night stuff. Kansas City's already up 14-7 to 7 because, again, it's a late game, so of course I'm going to have uh, a... <laughs> of course, they're going to be into Sunday night football right away in segment number one, so I'm going to hop right the heck into segment number two now after this. We are back here on Purple Mafia segment number two, my favorite. It is. They don't have to keep complaining and whining about the frustrations of the loss, this and that. It drives you nuts, doesn't it? That Washington W is on Thursday, Thursday night football. Thursday, right? You can't say Thursday. It's Thursday. No, no, that's Monday. 30 to 20 over the New York Giants. What the heck is this? What the heck was that on Thursday night? Sometimes Thursday night games are really good, and a lot of times they're not, actually. But at least the W's got a W, you know. That's, you know, it's in their name, so you got to get the W, right? You know, it's not, just just get the W, you know. Like when the Twins used to have win underlined in their logo. You know, actually it's still there, but we don't see that logo as much as we used to. The, the classic one when they were actually good. Yeah, but when they stopped doing that in, like, the 90s, they might as well change the name to the... I don't know just a team that doesn't win very often that's like a little bit of humor there (laughs) i know it's not too funny but (laughs) the washington w's with taylor heineke he threw for 336 yards couple touchdowns one interception decent game daniel jones actually was halfway decent he even ran for 95 yards including a 46 yard scammer saquon barkley my God, he did literally nothing. He got bottled, bottled up by that very solid, very good Washington W. defense. Um, it's a very good defense, and that's why I picked them to win the division, regardless if Taylor Heinecke's is their quarterback, or Jay Fiedler, or, uh, 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 you know, uh, Rich, well, Rich Gannon played there for a little while. He was really solid. Went to Kansas City, was better. And, uh, no, he was at Kansas City first, and then Washington, and then he blew up with Oakland and got an MVP. Yeah, so Taylor Heineke's probably going to get an MVP with the Raiders or something in a few years. We'll find out. Maybe he'll get an MVP with the uh, Washington football. Oh, the Washington W's. I don't like to call him that. It feels like kneeling down to the something, to the uh, <laughs> to the Pitchfork Nation. I just want to call him the W's. I don't want to kneel down to Pitchfork Nation. Sterling Shepard, another sterling game in the air for him. But the Giants, unfortunately for them, down to 0-2, and the W's with the W, 46 attempts, Taylor Heineke. Well done, young man. Antonio Gibson, not Adrian Peterson, but Antonio Gibson. 5.3 yards a carry on only 13 rushes. That adds up to 69 yards. A very consistent, very solid effort. I like Washington. I do. And it's not because they look like the Gophers, who finally actually did something decent this past weekend. 34-0 over Colorado. About time. I mean, they barely beat a team called Miami of Ohio last week. You know, the, the, I believe they're the Red Knights. Cool name. Especially if you like Benil St. Margaret locally uh, in the Twin Cities here. St. Louis Park to be exact. But um, cool name. But Miami of Ohio. Not quite the same as Ohio State. Not quite. I don't have a whole lot to say about the Washington W game, but I'm glad they won. Uh, we'll wait on Chicago, Cincinnati, that figures. Cleveland and Houston. Cleveland and Houston. Vince Germano. Well, there you go. You're back to 500 and hopefully well beyond that. A 10 point victory over the Houston Cow Skulls. Uh, <laughs> God, that's a more interesting name than the Texans. The Cleveland Ohioans and the Minnesota Minnesotans. Wow, what a name. Creative. At least the logo is good. 31 21 over the Browns. Again, most boring helmet in the league, but kick ass uniforms. Baker Mayfield, you always got to have that interception, don't you? Come on, Baker. Protect the ball. Baker. Baker. Protect the ball, Baker. That's why they call it Baker's Chocolate, you know, because uh, Baker's Chocolate's bitter. You know, it's not that sweet, wonderful milk chocolate. So it's Baker's Chocolate when you look at the Browns. Yeah, so there's going to be a little bitterness mixed in. Stop with the interceptions, Baker. Come on. You're better than that. But, But at least they won the game. Nice running attack again. Chubb and Hunt. Very, uh, (laughs) very balanced attack. Chubb definitely the better of the two today. But uh, yeah, very solid overall game for Cleveland. Happy to see them win. Generally speaking, they're now moving in the right direction. Hopefully they continue in that way because I like Cleveland, damn it, and I want them to win sometimes. Los Angeles Rams heading to Indianapolis, a club that you'd have thought both of these teams would have a pretty good record, 2-0, but I guess they can't if they had to play each other in week two. Los Angeles Rams, though, man, not bad. You know, they they, they got the job done on the road. 27-24 over Indianapolis. Frank Reich, unfortunately, 0-2 start, despite having Carson Wentz able to suit up. But somebody called Jacob Easton had to play Uh, with five snaps. It didn't do a whole lot other than throw an interception. Good for him. Stafford with the mediocre, fair to partly cloudy performance. A couple touchdowns and an INT. But Cooper Cup was downright freaking awesome. Again, like they were saying on pff.com, <laughs> paging Cooper Cup owners for fantasy football. Only 163 yards and a couple touchdowns. So if you have Cooper Cup as your tight end, you're uh, yeah, that's a cup of, uh, that might be the Holy Grail. That cup might be the Holy Grail right there. Pretty damn awesome. In fact, for tight ends, he's got to be one of them. Awesome, awesome day. Michael Pittman Jr., very strong performance for the <laughs> indianapolis colts but colts unfortunately you know they were hoping 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 kind of a gamble with a guy that went number two overall in the draft not too long ago and he looks like a guy that's you know maybe should have been a fourth or fifth rounder at this stage it's just too bad you know injuries sometimes completely derail guys maybe Wentz will figure it out one of these days that he just doesn't look that hot he just doesn't buffalo bills after an extremely frustrating loss last week to the Pittsburgh Steelers, head into Miami and say, get out of here. That's basically what they did. It was Buffalo and no turning back. 35 to zilch. 35 to zilch. Singletary into the end zone very early, about three minutes into the game. And it was pretty much all downhill from there. 35 (laughs) to zilch. No numbers were too spectacular. It was just kind of a total team effort type of game. The ball was spread around. Blah, bitty, blah. Very solid performance, beginning by everybody. And, of course, Miami went through some nasty moments. Jacoby Brissett, actually, I'm kind of a fan of his. He's decent, but he didn't have a good game against the Buffalo defense. And Tua was out early with injury, and he was not off to a good start. Again, against a very strong, talented, dangerous Buffalo defense man oh man just just whooping some butt out there with looks like gosh six sacks in the game that's pretty damn good miami was able to muster one and it was shared by Ogba and fan ginkle andrew van ginkle that is a cool name that's a cool name but that's about the only thing cool about the miami dolphins in today's game a rematch of the 1992 season's version of the AFC Championship game, and the result is the same in terms of Buffalo winning, wasn't quite as ugly. Marino's Dolphins didn't get slaughtered that bad by Jim Kelly's Bills, but it was, it wasn't a particularly good game for the Dolphins. In fact, I wanted the absolute opposite matchup. It would have been cool to see Marino versus Steve Young in the '92 Super Bowl, but it just didn't happen. Just didn't happen. It would have been, you know, not, yeah, January '93, but you get the idea. <coughs> New England versus the Jets. The J-E-T-S might be saying just end the season again, but at least they might have a quarterback in the future. Hopefully they hit the right guy this time. Didn't look like it today, though. Bill Belichick made him look like an idiot. Four interceptions, and that's about it. 200 yards and four interceptions. Humiliating overall day for him. Mac Jones just kind of solid, generally speaking, in a 25-6 convincing win for the Patriots who are 1-1. One and one. They lost barely last week by a point, if I remember it correctly. And I do. Um, solid win against a team that's just I, I don't know, just end the season. That's what Jets stands for the last five years or so. We'd like to see the Jets get good again, because when they're good, they're fun to watch. And I love those uniforms. Really cool uniforms. I'm not kidding. I'm not being sarcastic. Their uniforms are awesome. Um, hopefully it works out with Zach Wilson and co, but not today. <laughs> not today. It was a Thumping, <clears throat> a thorough thumping by a team that's not that great yet. Both rookie quarterbacks, Mac Jones, just a, just yards basically in the day. No interceptions and no touchdowns. Nothing overly spectacular or exciting. Just a win for the Patriots. That's all there's. That's all we got to say there. San Francisco versus the Philadelphia Eagles, the Beagles and the Eagles. The the 49ers are two and zero, and that NFC West. Was I correct about the NFC West? Was I correct? Was I? It's a damn good division, isn't it? And Seattle's in last place. Seattle's in last place, so we'll talk about them last because that's next week's opponent. And history between Seattle and Minnesota, <laughs> we'll talk about that when we get a chance. Jalen Hurts, just not a whole lot to say there. Garoppolo, solid, got things going early. Again, not a whole lot to say. Too exciting about Garoppolo, just solid, generally speaking. Hertz was better on the ground than he was in the air, that's for sure. He completed about 50% of his passes. Just not a very overall good game. No turnovers, but nothing exciting either. Crabbe, man, he attempted 11 rushes, but and he did get in the end zone once. Good for him. But uh, San Francisco playing short headed again, and Robbie Gould still around, still around and kicking for the Niners, hoping to get a ring at some point, because he wasn't going to get one with Chicago, that's for sure. <laughs> no. And Marcus Epps, very, very important thing to note. Marcus Epps, did I call it or did I call it? I liked Marcus Epps a lot. Obviously, I may have over, you know, I mean, I wasn't guaranteeing this, but I said he kind of reminded me of Harrison Smith a little bit, like Harrison Smith light. Might end up being a really solid safety in the NFL. Might end up being a great, was a fifth-round pick by the Vikings, fifth or sixth-round pick by the Vikings out of Wyoming. I was extremely impressed with Marcus Epps. And then we just kind of cut him right away or cut him, kind of let him go because uh i forget if it was if we were getting george aloka or something like that in 2019 it was something like that like ah who cares just let him go and the way judd was just like yeah who cares judge Judd, judd got who i think is a good sports mind but he wasn't on that one i was thinking why do i have a feeling that one's gonna be like one that we gave away a little bit here Eagles claimed him off of waivers picked him up and well didn't see a whole lot of action right away, but he looks like a solid, pretty solid safety for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles so far. Off to a good start. He he does. Marcus Epps is playing a role with those Philadelphia Eagles and he's not bad. He, he's he's going to be a good safety, I think. Not a star, but he's going to be solid. And I, Maybe it would have been nice to have Epps with Harrison Smith. You could have learned from him and things might have been quite interesting. So that one's bugging me a little bit. Not a pretty game at all. But uh, San Francisco, yeah, they always have injured players. It's a bummer. Uh, another guy out forever. Uh, I believe it was uh, what was that guy's name? Mostard. Yeah, Mostard with a crazy name. Las Vegas Raiders. After that exciting win on Monday Night Football, that was fun to watch. I talked about Derek Carr being extremely clutch. In fact, the most clutch quarterback uh, of the active quarterbacks with the fourth quarter uh, comeback, so to speak, the game-winning drives in the fourth quarter. Yeah, from you know playing from behind and getting the win, leading his team to victory. Unbelievable numbers there, and he did it. He did it against a very good Baltimore team who is flashing on the screen right now, trailing Kansas City 14-7 early in the second. Um, but Vegas, 26-17 over Pittsburgh. That's the team that beat Buffalo last week. Don't forget that. And Vegas beat them in Pittsburgh. That's pretty good. Watch out for Vegas and, my God, Daniel Carlson. How many kicks did you make? One, two, three, three kicks, four kicks in the game, including a 45-yarder th- to put the game on ice. You know, even if he missed... It wouldn't have lost them the game at least, but it killed any chance Pittsburgh had. Uh, you're up by nine with 20 seconds left, the game's over. I mean, you're, it just is, unless you're Green Bay and Seattle in the NFC title game years back with all the screwing up they did there. Derek Carr, there's, there's something, obviously, and he struggled for a while after that nasty injury. I believe it was a broken ankle. That was, I don't think it was an ACL. People keep saying that. I think it was a nasty ankle injury, if I remember correctly. And it just seemed like forever. He's just mediocre, and nothing's coming together, and maybe he wasn't getting along with uh, Mr. Yeah, Crazy Gruden over there, old Chucky, for a while. But something's clicking in Vegas. Something is clicking in Vegas now, Gruden and Carr. And obviously, he's finally being recognized for what he is, a winner. He just might actually be something. And it's like you think, Derek a Carr a winner? Nah, yeah, I think he is. I think so. And yep, Carlson, four for four. Jeez. Oh, Daniel, could have used you. Could have used you, Danny. But of course, we overreacted and cut him. And yes, I was one of the idiots who was like, "Yeah, I I guess so." (sighs) Yes, I was one of the idiots. I was. I I apologize. I apologize big time right now. Carolina Panthers are two and zero, and you know the team that destroyed the Packers last week, thirty-eight to was it thirty-eight to three? That's what it was. 26-7 26 to seven over the Saints. They bottled up that son of a gun. So much for five touchdowns. My God, what what did he get today? Oh, 111 yards, 50% pass completion, and a couple of in, I, ints in the game. They just bottled him up the whole game. Like you, just, you could see that defense swallowing him up and Sam Darnold, who years ago, you know, I mean for yeah was a king of interceptions. He yeah of course he had one. He's always gonna have one. Ended up actually having the better game of the two by far. Seamus Winston with a quarterback rating of 26.9. Not even 27. That's how bad it was. Saints totally bottled up in this one. Offensively, Carolina from the get-go was in charge of this game. In charge. 17 nothing by halftime. Unbelievable. And there was no uh, miracle comeback. There was no comeback and then miracle heartbreaking loss for the Saints. They just got destroyed the whole way. 17-0 halftime lead by Minnesota against uh, the Saints. Remember that? I do, too. <laughs> yep, at least we won that game, but yeah. <laughs> Jacksonville and Denver, how exciting, but don't look now. Teddy Bridgewater's 2-0. and <laughs> That's just funny. Oh, that's just funny. Trevor Lawrence, 0-2, and a crappy start to his career so far. We'll see, though. I mean, come on. Rookie quarterbacks usually aren't that great. Occasionally, they get things going eventually, Cortland Sutton, another unbelievable game. Teddy Bridgewater really enjoying throwing the ball his direction. I mean, I can't imagine. 328 yards, couple of touchdowns, quarterback rating up in the moon. Good for him, 125.6. Very solid day. And Cortland Sutton just looks like a stud for Denver, and obviously he's been doing a great job. Yes, it's Jacksonville, but it was on the road. And road games, even against crabby teams, can be trap games. And Trevor Lawrence is going to break through one of these one of these days. Of course, it's just getting started, but I don't know. Maybe he's going to be overrated. I mean, we were all we're going crazy for Tim Couch, and he didn't do anything. Hopefully, Trevor Lawrence is not one of those. I I don't think he is. But poof, crappy start. Denver's defense was good, and Teddy Teddy looking good, looking better than he did with Carolina last year. He was a mess last year in Carolina after the first couple games. Anyway, okay, Tampa Bay all over the place in this one. They let Atlanta come all the way back after they took a huge lead Did Tampa, or at least a solid lead, 21-7, 28-10. Tampa came, or excuse me, yeah, Atlanta came all the way back to within three late in the third quarter, 28-25, to and then Tampa just went, okay, get the hell out of here. <laughs> Mike Edwards with a couple of pick-sixes, two pick-sixes. you remember, Tampa's defense is pretty dangerous along with their offense, and again, Brady to Chris Goodwin with that big, big play midway through the fourth. To put the bucks up by 10 most people would assume the game's probably over there and then mike edwards was the closer shutting up uh, any hope Atlanta may have had 48 to 25 incredible uh, gronkowski got another touchdown oh my god tom brady numbers of the, the kind of numbers you just dream about as a 43 or 44 year old five touchdowns hmm. didn't have the highest completion percentage you ever saw but it was good enough i mean who cares Quarterback rating, 129.2. I know those are numbers you probably don't care about that much, but still exciting for a 44 or 43-year-old. Makes me wish I could be out there as a 42-year-old doing something close to that. It'd be really fun, but unfortunately, not going to happen. Dallas versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers, uh, 1-0 last week. Dallas, 0-1. Flipped that around. Both teams are at 1-1 now. Late game-winning field goal. Like, uh Prescott's club, never got, never threw the ball in the end zone once. Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, Zeke, the Zeke was on fire. Both of them got in the end zone once in the game. <clears throat> Fairly entertaining back and forth, but the, unfortunately, the, the better team won. I'd rather see the Chargers win. Chargers are more likable than Dallas. That's just a fact. I mean, who wouldn't cheer for the Chargers over Dallas, especially if you're from Minnesota? Greg Zerline though did something that uh, our kicker didn't do today. Made a 56-yarder at the buzzer, walk off versus the Los Angeles Chargers in Chaja Land. It was in Chaja Land. They walked off on him, 20 to 17, 56-yard kick. But maybe, uh, maybe it had to be too. Maybe it had to be further out. <clears throat> Just nothing makes sense, does it? Greg Joseph couldn't make anything beyond like you know, like in the 50s or in the upper 40s in the preseason. Now, he makes everything beyond 50 so far, anyway, and he can't make the easy ones. Go figure. It, it, football doesn't make sense. Nobody understands it. Again, KC 14-7 to 7 at the moment. Boy, so much for the NFC North roundup. Detroit and Green Bay playing tomorrow on Monday Night Football, so maybe we'll get into that a little bit next week. Maybe if we feel like it, right? No, we'll talk about that for a little bit. Probably Detroit, because I think they're coming up pretty quick here. Chicago beat Cincinnati by ten, by three points. Would have been nice if the Vikings could have accomplished that last week. I mean, at least you beat them. At least you beat them. A late field goal, something like that. In this case, though, Cincinnati was down 20-3, to and the Bears almost coughed it up. Almost quaffed the ball up in this game. But luckily for Chicago, they were able to get the stop when they needed to at the end, 20-17 to for the Bears over the Bungles. And again, that's the Red Rifle going against his uh, former club. Did not have that great of a game. I uh, got to see Justin Fields play for an extended period, and it was really ugly, really ugly, and that helped the uh, Bengals catch up. Burrow, though, three interceptions in the game. Could have used that last week. Would have really put the Vikings in an opportunity to do something special. Well, not special, but squeeze out with a win against a not-so-good team yet. Burrow, big mess today. Fields, Terrible um terrible game for him but obviously he's just getting started just like trevor lawrence so whatever you can't trash him too much something brought up by judd earlier in the week like during the middle of the week on the purple daily or was it judd, Mackie and judd It's kind of like the same show in a lot of ways at least when they talk vikings and maggie and judd it's the same thing similar takes and such um about how the bears get creative throwing justin fields in for like certain little packages here and there of course today was a different story but you saw that last week and it was fun and entertaining help keep the Bears at least in the game versus the Rams on uh, Sunday night football. <clears throat> and he's just thinking, maybe throw in a package or two for Kellen Mond if you want to ha- get creative, do some plays with Kellen Mond in their quarterback. Obviously not give him a ton of t- you know, not make him, uh, not give him a ton of time out there, but just like a play or two a game or, or every other week or something. Just something, like a if, if the situation presents it. You know, that uh, maybe you could get Kellen Mon in there for something, like a wildcat or something, whatever the heck it would be. Something. Some type of fun, athletic type of play. Maybe you could make something fun happen, and uh, <clears throat> it'd be a good moment. Uh, obviously, the Saints have been creative and cute with stuff like that forever. But, well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, it, it would be kind of cool, but I'm not completely against that if it's like one or two plays here and there, like really rarely. But maybe they can, maybe you can... Allow something fun to happen. Bears one and one. Bungles one and one. Congratulations on the win last week, Cincinnati. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Well, it is what it is. I like. Yeah. I am looking at this correctly, I believe. Yes, I like Cincinnati's uh, pants better than I did last week. They're kind of weird looking. Now they look more classic with that darker, darker dark color with the orange stripe, you know, tiger stripes and such. Those look cool. Well, so much for the NFC North. The Bears are at 500, and I believe that makes them the first place team at the moment. We'll see what happens with Chicago. Well, yeah, Tomorrow's winner will be the first place team because they'll be the first team to beat an NFC team. Because the Vikings, hell didn't. We're uh, riding in the, we're riding the pine at the moment, losing to the Cardinals in the NFC. So that sucks. But I, I guess whoever loses tomorrow will be in last place because you're 0-2 in the division, which is the more immediate tiebreaker delay when you haven't actually played each other yet oh do we really have to play the Seahawks I don't want to play them again not not after going 0-2 but we get to play the Seahawks again Tennessee way better performance today than it was against the Arizona Cardinals a week ago got destroyed by that Cardinals team Cardinals put up a ton of points today Vikings did as well Chandler Jones was bottled up it was wonderful You felt good but we still lost we still lost because we gave up a trillion points again it's just bullcrap Um Way better game by the Titans, though. Tannehill way more efficient. Still, yeah, didn't get anything in the end zone. Russell Wilson is what he is. Extremely efficient, extremely athletic. Still didn't run a whole lot in the game, but you know he's going to do it against us. Derrick Henry was the man. There's your paging fantasy ballers again, Derrick Henry. If he's your running back, he's your number one. He's the number one running back in the NFL at the moment. We can t- say Delvin Cook is, I think it's Derrick Henry. I'd rather say it's Delvin Cook, but it's Derrick Henry. Uh, Three touchdowns, 182 yards on the ground. 35 rushes is a bit much. Just a little bit, but it is what it is. Julio Jones, great game. Way better than last week. Looking great. And Derrick Henry, 55 yards in in the air as well. Caught all six balls thrown his way. Derrick Henry getting well into the 200s for total yards. About 230 yards in the game. In fact, more than that. Almost 240 total yards from scrimmage for Derrick Henry. <coughs> Absolutely great. Chris Carson would be one of those guys like, hey, hey, he didn't get any yards, but he got on the end zone twice, so I'm happy to have him in the starting lineup for my fantasy team. <laughs> that's what took place. Entertaining back-and-forth battle with the Sea Chickens. Well, the Hawks versus us, but Sea Chickens versus Tennessee. 33-30. to Seattle's what they are. I mean, we we see them every bleeping year. Every single year. Russell Wilson's the guy... It's 4th and 29, and they're on, their, they're on their own too, you know. Just get him down, okay? Okay, we missed a tackle, but we'll get him. There. No, 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 there goes Russell, 40 yards down the field. He ran out of bounds, first down Seattle, or somebody's magically open after he scrambled for, like, 15 seconds because we just couldn't bring him down, Th- hurls the ball up, and there's D.K. Metcalf or something just all by himself on an island, caught, touchdown Seattle. 98-yard uh, play, and, you know, that's just, that's Minnesota versus Seattle historically. <sighs> we haven't beaten them in forever, have we? In <clears> fact, <throat> our last home game, if I remember correctly, nope, it was in 2016. We hosted Seattle in 2016? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That wasn't the 2016 season. That wasn't the playoff game. That's what I thought. Freezing cold. Russell Wilson was shivering and cold and couldn't do anything in the first half, And I, but then but then we got to switch sides. Things were a little more You know, things were a little more, uh, uh, you know, livable, livable, more livable situation for Seattle. And then Teddy had to go through the same thing that Russell Wilson did in the first half. And of course, the three deadly sins, the Adrian fumble, the miscue by, I can't remember the stupid guy's name. Robinson was the cornerback who just let us down time and time again. He was having a good game and then he just left his receiver wide open. And, of course, the missed kick by Blair Walsh. Who could forget the three deadly sins? That was the name of that show right after that game. 27-yard uh, missed kick. Feels all too familiar, doesn't it? That's, that's just all we do here in Minnesota is have field goals missed, easy field goals missed, and opportunities to win games or whatever, like end of overtime and you end up with a stupid tie. I don't know. Daniel Carlson missed all three. Now he's the best kicker in the NFL, Blair Walsh isn't, but Daniel Carlson is. Got Daniel Carlson out of here fast enough that Blair Walsh, wasn't, uh, he wasn't as messed up mentally as Blair Walsh was, because uh, that's what we do here in Minnesota, you know. That's what we do. Last time the Vikings beat Seattle, it's been seven consecutive losses to the Sea Kings, not the—they're the Sea Kings, not the, the Sea Chickens. An easy 35 to 9 victory over a Seattle, team that was literally starting over from scratch. Brett Favre and the Vikings, and myself as a fan on uh, the 22nd of november just put my feet up and relaxed enjoyed an easy win against the seattle team that had literally nobody that's on the roster today obviously it's a long time ago now unfortunately vikings were one of the best teams in the nfl if not the best that year In fact, i'd argue we were top two in the league with the colts the whole season colts and saints and vikings There was the three of us and everyone else was daylight second that kind of thing um what a fun game that was we'd actually beaten the uh, seahawks on the 22nd of October in 2006 in Seattle. Again, that's the last time we beat them. Chester Taylor's awesome game. It was his uh, defining game as the Minnesota Vikings running back. Remember that very well. We always talk about that. That's the last time we beat the Seahawks in Seattle. So the last time we beat the uh, Seahawks in Minnesota was the Brett Favre. thirty five to 35-9. Absolute Bud whooping. It was wonderful. Seahawks lead the all-time series 13-5. to 5, And there have been some ugly Mickey Frickin' games versus this club over the years. How did the 2003 Vikings crush Seattle 34 to 7? I don't even Every time I look at that, I'm like, "How? When did that happen?" And what the heck? 2003 Vikings? We weren't okay. We choked away a pretty good record that year and didn't even make the playoffs. You know, 34 to 7 versus Seattle. That was at that team, that was as that team was starting to get pretty good. And the year before, Mike Tyson returned to Seattle as the head coach of the Vikings, at 48-23 to 23 embarrassment. Um, oh, my God, that was bad. Oh, to think, that was only the seventh time in history the Vikings and Seahawks had played. Because there was some long stretches when these teams didn't play at all. Uh, we played twice, twice in the entire 80s. Can you imagine that? Opened things up way back in 76, a win. Solid Viking team going on to our last Super Bowl appearance. Tarkenton and the boys. 27-21. to 21. Our final Super Bowl appearance was coming up that year. By 78, we lost by one, and then we lost three in a row. Our first win since the beginning was 1990. Wow, 14 years later, Targeted and all of them were long, long gone. and The Dome had already been around for about a decade, almost. A small little win in 90 to keep the Vikings' a little playoff hopes so, allowed. Well, no, we were bad that year. <laughs> 96 Vikings destroyed by Seattle. That was the one. Rick Meyer made us look like morons i still remember that that was a decent viking team with a good secondary and rick meyer made us look like idiots and i was thinking rick meyer's one of the most disappointing picks in of all time he was awful horrible and he made us look like morons the whole game god god that was bad nope it was john freeze i keep saying i i brought this up before rick meyer was the quarterback of the raiders that beat us i keep forgetting that and i think he i swear he beat us in an earlier year as well as seattle it was the Raiders. I always mess that up. John Freeze, that's who it was. Another guy that you don't know who the heck that is. And I believe Warren Moon hurt his ankle or something in this game. No, it was just a bad day. David Paul, I remember him. Lamar Smith, wow. Yep, Chris Warren. Those are some cool names Are back in the day. Carter had a great day, 143 yards. I love looking at history, but history's not on our side. But I got to think the Vikings, uh, you know, sense of urgency is going to be sky high. Start out 0-3 versus Cincinnati, Arizona, Seattle. Seattle finally hosting Seattle for the first time since 2013. No, 2015, the playoff game. No, yeah, yeah, the 2015 season. Just weeks earlier, Seattle had demolished us. Literally, just one month earlier, Seattle demolished us, 38-7. to No Harrison Smith. That was when Aaron Rodgers, uh, and the, yeah, like the Aaron Rodgers embarrassed us. Russell Wilson embarrassed us back-to-back weeks almost derailed our season but luckily we still won the division but derailed any hopes of getting a first round bye, uh, along with the arizona loss to that year could have been a great season actually 2015 we had a chance Our defense was young and really good that year but here we are here we are <laughs> all these years later um it's been a bad run against seattle hopefully the vikings can change that i say no I hate to be the bearer of bad news, I hate to be a negative Nancy, but I think the Vikings start off the season 0-3, and the fans that want to talk about tanking, and uh, the Zim Reapers, meaning they're trying to, it's the the Reaper after Mike Zimmer, not the defense, but the Zimmer Reapers are going to be out. They're going to have their uh, sickles ready to go, to uh, take away Mike Zimmer, take away the coaching soul of Zimmer. (laughs) <laughs> into 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 the abyss or whatever the heck you would call it, the afterlife. You know, I don't think the Vikings are going to beat the Seahawks. I don't like our history. Uh, we've never beaten Russell Wilson. Again, last time we actually beat them was way back when they had none of none. Of, you know, they had nothing on the team. Uh, it's not been a pretty thing, uh, Zimmer against uh, the Seahawks. It really hasn't been, and it's not necessarily all Zimmer's fault. Just in general, we've had a bad history against Russell Wilson. Mobile quarterbacks. We all talk about that. Some always find a way to lose. I guess these guys, and I think the Vikings end up not winning the game. It's going to be really, really high scoring. It might be similar to that 33 30 thing in Seattle. Um, but I'm thinking it's going to be higher. <laughs> higher. 38 to 34. Seattle beats the Vikings in a barn burner, a shootout. You'll speak spectacular numbers. I think Justin Jefferson is finally going to eclipse the century mark. But I also do believe that KJ Osborne is going to eclipse the century mark. Delvin Cook, we'll see what happens Um, but I think you're going to see some really nice numbers in the air in the game, more so than on the ground, but then again, maybe maybe you're going to go from Derrick Henry to Delvin Cook as long as the guy A stays healthy, B hangs on to the bleeping ball, maybe Delvin Cook will get 200 yards on the ground, I don't know just to kind of like match up with Derrick Henry and say, see, see, I'm even better but it'll probably be more like 120 to 150 for Delvin, still a great game I think it's going to be more of an aerial attack for some reason. I mean, I'm, uh, i I got to think there's, we got to have some kind of a got to get this thing going a bit more, uh, this and that. It's great to have a good running game, but obviously I, I get a vibe there's going to be a little more of an aerial attack versus this club, but the Vikings still find a way to not win the game. 38-34 Seattle over Minnesota. We'll be back for Fan Interaction after this.
1: Joey Gerald out of Nebraska Hey uh, I think I'm going to try a different route here I'm just getting burned out on Facebook and Twitter and social media I'm sick of the politics I'm sick of COVID I'm sick of just all the general crap or a lot of it that goes on on social media Not sick of Vikings football Purple Mafia high on my radar screen so might go this route for a little while and see how it works I'll try to make my comments short. Um, so just a couple comments. Anthony Barr, honestly, why is he still on our roster? That guy needs to retire. Uh, Anthony Barr would probably pull something going to the store to get a loaf of bread. I mean, the guy gets hurt just all the time. I can't remember the last time I seen him even play out on the field in a legitimate game. So I don't know what's up with Anthony Barr. Don't know if he's coming back or whatever. They said he might be back here shortly, but anyway, as far as the game goes, just in general, yuck. Um, looked like a preseason game out there. Uh, just they weren't in sync. There was no chemistry. All the penalties and the offsides. Um, the, you know, I thought we were going to have Patrick Peterson and Brashawn Breland were supposed to be. Something pretty great. They were getting turned around and penalties and getting burned and, um I don't know, outside of that, I mean I still feel like we were the better team, but drop passes. Um honestly it just looked like a preseason game. Maybe we're just paying the price for resting a lot of those guys. And then on the flip side, I guess when you do play those guys then you you know, risk of now we're don't ever Smith but I do think that defense will be better. I mean, you could definitely see Pierce and Domlinson dominating in the, on the front side. Harry's still Harry. Uh, Daniil Hunter, it looks like it won't take him long to get geared up. So, I mean, the defense is going to be a lot better than last year, I think, eventually. I think those two corners will get their act together. Don't know if the offense is going to be as good as last year. It was. We were a lot better than people gave us credit for last year. But losing Rudolph, losing Irv Smith. Losing Riley Reef, not getting our uh, dare saw ready to go. I, I don't, there's not be quite as good. Delvin Cook, like, he, he's Delvin Cook. I mean, the guy was still cracking some some really tough runs. I don't think he ended up with a lot of stats, but he still looks like Delvin. And that fumble uh, wasn't a fumble, at least in my opinion. But not sure we deserve to win that game anyway. I'm not really worried about it. I think last year we were one in five. With the, with the with the less talented team and came back, I think we ended up being five and five and then we were actually in it. Couldn't close a couple games. I should have closed last year. So I don't know if I'm going to panic yet, but hopefully it's just the short preseason and we didn't play a lot of those players. So, uh, we shall see, but I'm not going to panic yet. I'm, I'm going to, I bleed purple blood. So I'm never going to go away from our team and we'll see. It's pretty early yet, but, uh, I think just a real sloppy start, just, like I said, just felt like a preseason game. But anyway, that's all I got for this week. I uh, love the show, Joey. Thanks for that. And uh, who knows, maybe I'll call in next week or every other week, or maybe I'll go back on Facebook and make comments. But anyway, for now, Skull Purple Mafia Nation. Talk to you all later. See ya. Thanks, bye. Joey, Gerald in Nebraska. Last week was yuck. This week is like, I can't believe this happened to us again. The curse continues. The Vikings curse continues of missed field goals at critical times or whatever. But I felt like this might have been a game that we actually should have won. Went on the road and played better than I thought we would. And still came out on the bottom again. But so still it's 0-2. Still not going to panic yet. I thought they played better today. But that secondary has just got to play better. Too many ball coverages. I have to believe they're going to figure that out with the players they got back there. But that secondary has got a lot of work to do. You guys would know if you watched the game, I only caught little bits and pieces of it on the radio, so I still got to watch it on Game Pass, which I hate doing when they lose. But Anyway, uh, I get to go to the game next week, so I don't know. I am looking forward to it, but we're going to have to play a lot better to come out on top. We're going to have to steal one um, from the Seahawks now to get back. Otherwise, we might start to have to panic here pretty quick, but 0-2 is never fun, but anyway, Joey, uh, we'll talk to you all later.
0: And I thank you for those call-ins, Gerald. Keep keep those coming. That was nice. Yeah, Anthony Barr, yeah, he might pull something heading to the grocery store or something. Pretty much. Uh, it's frustrating, and uh, he's you, if if he has to drop back into coverage, it's like game over. I think he's been misused for a long time about the possible pass rush. I don't know what they're afraid of doing that. Otherwise, I think he's you know at very least overrated and yeah overrated, overpriced. You could go on forever about that with uh, Anthony Barr. Uh, it's good that you're not panicking yet, especially after last week and how much better the Vikings look today. Uh, but then again, as you head after this week, yep, you're still not panicking. That's good. I'm trying not to, but I don't know. Now I'm thinking we're going to go 0 and 3 versus Seattle. I'll probably be wrong, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I'm not trying to be Mr. Perfect Record here about the Vikings losing all of our home, all of our, all of our games here, and we end up uh, having a terrible season. I hope not. I hope it's a wonderful success. Maybe uh, I mean, I mean, you never know. A lot of teams have started 0 and 2 and went on to have some success. Unfortunately, though, the the percentage keeps getting worse and worse. Though if you get to 0-3, you're really in trouble. Especially versus, uh, you know, I mean Seattle's the kind of team I think the Vikings can beat but my god, the mental block there is with Minnesota and Seattle's unbelievable. It's actually quite scary. <clears throat> Zimmer was basically like, and I believe Zimmer said after the game, pretty much like you know, they should be 2-0 and basically they're in position to win both games. But, but you didn't though. And that's the problem. You just didn't. That's the worst part. Um those were really good callings. Though, yeah, keep them coming unless... I mean, I understand if you don't want to and maybe you prefer to go back to Facebook or this or that, but I uh, guess we'll see. Uh, that's all up to you, and you, and I uh, enjoyed, enjoyed what you have to say. I love the passion that you bring, and that's, you know, it shows that you're a very loyal fan as well. So we head towards Twitter, at Purple Mafia Show, at Purple Mafia Show. Yep, that way I'm not going to babble and talk over everything you said and, you know, like overanalyze it and go crazy so I uh, really appreciate it, and yeah, basically just giving you the floor, and there's nothing there I can really disagree with at the end of the day uh, I'm trying not to panic, but kind of, <laughs> and you know, and it's not even about panicking, it's just not having a good vibe, and it's, yeah, like you said it looked like a preseason game again versus Cincinnati, and it sure did, it looked exactly like the preseason game, it was like forgets the Chiefs and such uh, regardless of the quarterback, wasn't. yeah, the Chiefs uh, Baltimore had tied it up now the Chiefs are ahead again great <laughs> uh, thank you for the retweets 10 Brown out of New Zealand Malcolm McSween out of California and Vince Germano out of Australia thank you guys very much for the retweet of episode 346 what's going on somehow did I not tweet out last week's show I thought I did at 347 that was like the season preview I don't know what happened did I not tweet it out I did though that's weird I guess it's not here for some reason maybe it got shadow banned or something in this day and age don't be surprised um (coughs) I'm not sure this is confusing I want to pick up where I need to be okay so I guess I'll start with Sebastian Barton. He says, if we could. Oh, nope. That was last week. So that was last week. Hold on to the damn ball from today. I believe I might not have gotten all these, so I'll just get to it here. Mad Martin opens things up. Northern Scotland. The legendary Mad Martin says, that was a sloppy, ugly loss. Looking at the team schedule, this team could be 1 and 5 or 0 6 at the bye. This is the first off-season, off-season preseason where I've taken a backseat and not really paid much interest in Vikings football. After this garbage, I'm glad I did. Uh, Matt Martin says going to be another season of mediocrity. The offense, the offense's wow, play was boring, and Zimmer's defense is outdated. It, it's starting to look that way, isn't it? It really is. Uh, it's going to be a long season. So you yep, have those I did read last week. Viking Lifer, that would be Dave Hickey. What was I saying? Okay, I was saying all of us thought our secondary was going to be better this year. I'm not seeing it. Call me an ass, but I'm not. Dave Vicky says agreed. Yep, yep. So, yep, yep. Now we're near where we need to be. I must not have tweeted it out or something. That's. I, but I swear I did. Maybe I didn't actually press the button. I had I had it ready to go and didn't actually press it. That's funny. It's happened before. Mad Martin says yet another solid podcast, yes, my friend. Totally agree the vibe is off, man. It still feels like it. It was better this week, but it still was off. Something's off. Permanently, I think, with the kicking situation. Permanently. Uh, You might have a game, good game, good moment or two. And then the funny stuff starts happening again. Um, He says, that game is just a continuation of the 2020 season. The Vikings are not very good. That first half was disgusting. They deserved that loss. That was against Cincy, of course, because we're going to get caught up here quickly. I was saying, say what you like about Derek Carr. The guy is extremely clutch for Vegas Raiders. Yep, that was awesome. Here we go. Sebastian Barden says, "I doubt he told anyone or cared, but cool he responded." Who is this? Who is this? Okay, so oh yes, yeah, Kellen Mond. He was saying uh, Sebastian got a response from Kellen Mond. Um, so he tweeted Kellen Mond saying, "Could play Kellen Mond could play this badly." Might as well get the Rook experience because we are pissing away $40 million. Hashtag MN versus Cincinnati. Hashtag Fire Zimmer. Hashtag Get Kirk Out. Kellen Mond responds with, I'll pass on it for you. Hmm, interesting. But Kellen Mond responded to Sebastian Barton. Pretty cool. And congratulations, Sebastian Barton welcomed in a new boy to the world, his name is Caleb Kirill, Kirill Kaprizov how dare you, that's going to be an evil name in this town, no, I hope not Brave the Wild, that's the name of my wild podcast sorry for doing that, I shouldn't even say that but Kirill Kaprizov, still unsigned Um, yeah, but uh, yep, he's bringing in Kirill Kaprizov no, Caleb Kirill into the world congratulations, Sebastian and Amber Barton, hopefully you're listening Uh, maybe both of you are, maybe Sebastian is hopefully one of you is and uh, congratulations happy to uh, happy to see that and uh, can, you know big major congratulations bringing another one into the world and uh, I believe he's 26 now Sebastian uh, God sex and sin podcast that would explain why he hasn't had a show the past two weeks or so of missing it love listening to it on Sundays uh, or not now with a private Saturdays the way things are going on Sundays. it's a little different now Malcolm McSween says ah yep I, up there up I think yep So I said eat bleep Cincinnati that's garbage because after that what happened Tennessee says that was an awful call but hold on to the damn ball that was a good rhyme Malcolm says totally uh, totally agree although he doesn't have the AP label as a fumbler Cook has some bad ones while going to the ground in his time as a Viking yeah he's had some frustrating ones that must have uh, yeah that tweet was much later but that's fine it was later like after that Cincinnati game but way later after it just a few days ago Mad Martin, on the road, on the road, in the dark, blinded by the light, it's like 1977 song, but not on a motorcycle like in the song. Uh, Mad Martin says, I'm on the road, but I hear we've scored. <laughs> that was our first touchdown early there. Mad Martin says, am I to understand the Vikings' offensive line is dominating? Have I entered a parallel universe? It was better. I don't think it was dominating, but it was a lot better. I mean, they deserve a ton of credit today. Did you? I mean, uh, listening to any of the uh, vent lines or any of that, you didn't hear one person complaining about the offensive line. Not one bird. Not even Garrett Bradbury. Nobody brought up Garrett Bradbury today. Good job. Offensive line. You know, they deserve a little bit of recognition. That's an urban legend as well. Protecting against a pretty good pass rush by Arizona. They did a damn good job. Let's give them credit. Where credit is too. Who's got the ball? Baltimore. Okay, you better tie it up, Baltimore, you sons of guns. Matt Martin says, frustrating, my friend. So one week it looked like crap, The next contenders, let's be honest, it's Zimmer era football. Yep, yep, we had an interesting back and forth here. I don't know. What the heck? Oh, it doesn't say what I responded with. Yep, I... Oh, I was saying superior game by the Vikings offense thus far. Yep, and he was, I was talking about the lack of consistency. It was driving us crazy. And then I retweeted it with a response, and it was, yep... I said, truer words have never been spoken. It's always different. No consistency. Yep, the Zimmer era football. 2018 to 2019. 2017 to 2018. 2015 to 2016. Hello? 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 Sound familiar? You know, 14 into 15 was just kind of a progression, I thought. That was fun. That was fun. But, um, yeah. I was saying one lucky bounce deserves another. That was after uh, the lucky bounce and that big play by Max Williams. Of the Arizona Cardinals, of course, a 34 yard gain after the ball bounced off of two players into Max Williams' hands. Good play by Max Williams, though. Good awareness. So give him credit there to, to uh, follow the ball and uh, make the play. But still, again, looked like we we're going to get the fumble recovery vigil. They say he was out of bounds too early, or he was out of bounds before he had possession of the ball. Very frustrating. I was thinking one lucky bounce deserves another. Kevin McMahon says that will be over return because it's the Vikings. You know, they always do that to us. And that's exactly what happened kevin mcmahon nailed it again <laughs> out of wisconsin yes sir Matt martin says i no longer trust zimmer to get the job done i think this is where yep interesting yep i was yep he was just responding about the uh two words have never been spoken this and that yep oh i was saying me neither it never happens he's the kirk cousins of coaches And I believe this got a response from uh, Madden Martin. I'm not seeing it now. What the heck? Doesn't that drive you crazy? Oh, yeah. And he says, accurate, accurate analogy. In fact, perfect. Yep, because that was it. Yep. Mike Zimmer's the Kirk Cousins of coaches. That was the whole thing I was talking about, consistency, all the way back in the first segment. Yeah, he's the Kirk Cousins of coaches. Isn't he, though? Like, you think really highly of him, this and that. You know he's well thought of and then you know inconsistency it's just all over the bleep in place and it's extremely frustrating and i was talking about yep when i tweeted to ali Kisitikai, he was saying hopefully that missed extra point doesn't come back to haunt them hashtag vikings and i was thinking probably will with a sad face and yes i called it and i wish i did mad martin was saying i was thinking the same will it come back to bite us in the arse probably it did we lost by one point it beat us in the arse it bit us in the arse it did it did beat us in the arse so where is everything it just happened holy mother moses yep okay ned Martin is drafting a p turned us into a first into a run first team in a past happy league it's not 21st century football no it's really not um mad was saying that's the bleeping problem and a head coach that has zero interest in offense. He is the head coach. He should have oversight on the whole team, not just his beloved defense. Yeah, that is the problem. One-sided. He, you know, just like Kirk Cousins was the, Kirk, uh, excuse me, Mike Zimmer is the Kirk Cousins of coaches with the inconsistency, and then there's a little Adrian mixed in, one-dimensional. Just, yeah, I was saying the guy is one-dimensional as it gets. Adrian Peterson was one-dimensional, and then Zimmer is one-dimensional as well. See that? you see the you see the, the web here we're, we're putting together me and Mad Martin see we're we're football we're football gurus you know football gurus do stuff like that, right <laughs> Yeah, it's unbelievable, isn't it Zimmer or Zimmer Matt sorry about that. Mad Martin was saying this revamp D is being carved up. <sighs> Mad Martin says, does this not remind you of last season the offensive plays very well and our D lays an egg yes it does. He was saying, uh, "Yep, yeah, to was when I was saying we had a pick six and then just can't get a stop whatsoever after that." Yeah, can you imagine that? And I was saying the second I saw was Matt Prater. Yep, of course, sixty-two yard field goal. Um, and Martin says Zimmer cannot have the title defensive guru anymore. And I was thinking, yeah, pretty much. How, how did I respond? Oh yeah, I was saying we had the pick six and then can't get a stop whatsoever. Yep, we had the big, you know, mir- big miracle play and then. Couldn't do anything, like, couldn't actually just get a regular stop. Uh, Matt Martin was saying, should have gone for it on the last punt. Yeah, that was frustrating because I just can't convert. It would have been nice. We haven't converted anything. And Matt Martin says, what's scary is the Cardinals are averaging 9.4 yards a play. Their franchise record is 8.2 back in 1969. Yeah, luckily that dropped off later in the game, but it felt like forever. Yeah, there wasn't nearly as much offense in the second half. Uh, they have a coach of the guts because he went for it on fourth and two, and they got it pretty easily because they always do. Uh, I swear we have sucked on fourth down dif- defensively forever, the la- or at least the past few years. And then the mad Mar was hoping Cousins can be clutch, and I thought he was. Uh, I was saying times for Kutch Clus- Kutch- clutch Cousins, but he has only seventy yards passing in the second half. Murray had two hundred. Yep, Murray reached four hundred on the day. Uh, Vince Germano says overpriced shit, that would be yep, oh yeah, okay, yep, I was saying I'm a Samsung person, but I will never buy the Z Flip, those commercials are beyond obnoxious, and yep um, Vince Germano was saying overpriced shit, yeah I hate those commercials just look at the people and the behavior in those commercials, oh my god and you'll know what kind of person I'm not, I'm just not into all that, you know Showing off and party time crap. That's just not me, and it's just too much. I wish they'd chill out sometimes. Then Martin again says, What did we say earlier? That bleeping missed extra point would come back to bite us. Same shit, different year. So we get inside the 20 with 32 seconds on the clock, and what does Zimmer Zimmer do? Drain the clock instead of throwing one into the end zone. What the F you play to win, not to lose. Oh, in our history with kickers, need I say more? That wasn't, yeah, I didn't understand it either. We just let it run down. It's like you think, okay, that's normal, that's standard, but, you know, history is not on our side in that situation, and it wasn't once again. You figure, yeah, we got this. No, we didn't got this. And that concludes the Twitter section. Let's move over to Facebook. Rapido, if we can. Of course, I don't have that up properly. Facebook.com forward slash Problem Mafia Show. Facebook.com forward slash Problem Mafia Show. Definitely a little less news. Of course, no Everson Griffin this week, which was a bummer. Because um, I was like, where's Griffin? Oh, yeah, that's right. He's out. I think there was a couple of comments on the recent episode. And there was. Gerald Srigan in Nebraska says, Great show, Joey. Frustrating to watch the game on Game Pass. Felt like we were a better team, but can't have that many penalties, turnovers, drop passes, and expect to win on the road. I do think the Bengals are a little better this year, but should have had a W for us this time around. Now got to start digging out of the hole already schedule is not going to get easier no it isn't and then shout out to j uh, from mark carlson out of iowa says shout out to jay mason chase carlson cool really appreciate the shout out there for uh, yeah bringing uh jay carlson over that's awesome i didn't click like on any of that shame on me oh man there's more comments there than i thought okay so it was to talk about how yep griffin was in concussion protocol as a result of a unusual occurrence. Yeah, that was a, a car accident, believe it or not, but luckily he's okay. At least I hope so. But, uh, yeah, luckily he, you know, came out and went peace, all that kind of stuff. Car accidents are scary. woof So, joining Griffin on the sideline, our linebacker, Anthony Barr, yep, with the knee. So, at least we know what it is. And Christian Derisaw with a groin, Harrison Hand. Wasn't giving us a hand this week. We could have used a hand. Mike Dale out of the New York area says, uh, not the city, but the state. Gremlins are running amok early this 2021 Viking season. Referees and video assistant personnel, mental mistakes, and now an off-field injury. What's next? Yeah, that's a good question, isn't it? Dave Vicky, Iowa, legendary, uh, legendary Purple Mafia uh, faithful says, it's unreal all the different little quirks with this team overall. But especially in the playoffs over the years, Tanae Brown out of New Zealand says, hope he recovers quickly. Seems it's going to be one of those seasons where nothing goes right. And I'm thinking, doesn't it though? It's just been a vibe from the beginning. Not fun. Not fun. Um, And Tanay says, it's a real shame. Going into preseason, I was pretty optimistic. I, I was quietly optimistic. He didn't say really quietly optimistic. This defense was meant to be amazing this year, but I don't even think it'll end up in the top ten. I don't either. Uh, the O line was meant to be better, but Darisaw has been injured since being drafted, and there's been no real improvements in it outside of not having Dakota Dozier in it. yep and we've got uh we've got a year one offensive coordinator who's probably got. The least amount of coaching experience in the league. Ryan Saunders has really ruined my opinion on coaches' sons coming in. Yeah, really. Oh, and don't forget about Richard Pitino. Coach's son's coming in. Richard Pitino? Rick Pitino? It didn't work out as good either, unfortunately. Uh, maybe Richard was the best out of that group, though. Uh, yeah, I'd say he was. Uh, I don't know. It just seems like everything's going the wrong way. Wish we had kept Stefanski. Ooh, me too. That would have been a big thing, I think. Big difference, I think. Um, in-game threads. There's a few here. Obviously, stop saying most relevant. Let's go to all. Stay away from mine and read everybody else's, unless there's a response. Uh, my my comments suck. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, yep, Dave Vicky was like, I can't believe this crap. 62-yard kick by uh, yeah Prater. I believed it just because it was Prater, you know, and it was frustrating. But yeah, we saw him do with the, the Lions quite a bit, I suppose. Mike Dale, again. New York State says Osborne starting, where he left off, uh, starting where he left off last week. Promising, but not getting carried away. Yep, yep, yep. He was good. Yeah, and I don't. I'm not going to call him Chris Carter, but he made some great plays. Uh, Jeff Freeland says, "Let's get this bleep show started." If Cousin gets sacked less than seven times and Jefferson goes off, maybe we have a chance. We did have a chance, and we still lost. Mike Dale says, "I knew it. The Vikings kickers were clown shows on their kicking foot." game-winners. Predicted it. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. I, I, I could feel it, too. Brett McCarthy was saying, oh, no. Kick, uh, oh, no. Cook is down. Ooh, I'm seeing a familiar name. It's It's been a while. Very exciting to see that one. Hopefully he's able to come back again. He, obviously, he's probably a busy guy, though, it sounds like, with the many kids now. More kids than before. We'll get to his name in a moment. powering too much on my part. Mike Dale says, it's quite premature to say the that uh, Justin Jefferson, Thielen, Osborne, wide receiver collective, are the next reincarnation of Warner Brothers 2000 Rams. Woo! Or the Three Amigos mid-late 80s Broncos Jackson, Johnson, Natil. But I'm liking what I'm seeing. Put your third best corner on KJ Osborne at your own peril. Yeah, because he's going to make a play. He's a good. He's a good wide receiver. Ben McCarthy, oh no, Cook is down. Shelby Lund says our coach sucks he had a chance to go for the win when he was moving the ball but messed around banking on the kick and got what he deserved that was frustrating wasn't it Shelby Tony Coleman out of South Dakota the legendary Tony Coleman uh, rides again I hope I can hear from you more often Tony I really miss you he says the kicker curse continues yes it does Ben McCarthy says nice pick six that was vigil of course he's just playing lights out both sides of the ball they keep this up we got a chance Cedric Pauling says, kickers have one damn job. Yes, they do. Dave Hickey says, they are going to screw themselves on this drive, I guess. They got a field goal and Joseph redeemed himself so far. That was that 52-yarder after the uh, missed extra point. Yeah, because the the comments are all scrambled, which is unfortunate. I don't know how to make it chronological. I wish I could. It sucks. In the postgame, it doesn't really matter too much, unless something weird happened off the field. Gene Sopur, I believe this is his first ever uh, post, says Vikings suck. That's funny. Dave Vicky says they better not get something with 14 seconds left in the half, and they did. Yep, the 50 to 62 yard. That's why you were saying, are you kidding me? God, they, it's, Facebook scrambles everybody's uh, comments up. Ben McCarthy wraps up the in game thread, saying, in just like that. Wow. Yep, that was that kick. Here we go. Post game comments, because a couple more were popping in. As i was doing the other segments i'm glad you guys got these in in time guys and gals gals and guys leland albertson that was just four minutes ago glad he got that in that's awesome i'll probably go uh down up i'll do it that way then it's older ones Gee, mitty christmas this is a lot why would it say no okay jesse ball well that was just five minutes ago but i'll say it anyway Being a Vikings fan is like that movie Groundhog Day. The same thing keeps happening over and over. Yep. It feels like we're in some kind of time lapse uh, with uh, was it time lapse? What do they call that? Time I forget what they call it in Star Trek The Next Generation. I can't remember. Time loop. It's a time loop where you just keep going back and forth back and forth and you can't get out of it until you finally figure figure out what's causing it and then you finally get out. Um, where the Starship Enterprise kept getting killed, but luckily they were able to keep coming back. They were very fortunate for that, because if the Enterprise normally, the Enterprise blows up, everyone's dead, and that's it. But they were able to keep coming back, because they were stuck in the time loop, and ended up saving them. They would have died like six times or something in that episode. It's pretty crazy cool episode. Ted Lynch, Ted Lynch, I believe, first post, says, why? Another Another talk about another loss. It's all been said to death. Well, yeah, but that's why we're here, I guess. Remember, that's why the numbers are gonna drop down to the, down to the doldrums again. I'm sure. He lives in Stockton, Cali. Cool. So, welcome aboard, Ted from Cali. I uh, hope I hear from you some more. Hopefully, hopefully you're not bored with us. Jeff Froyland says, let me make sure something. does uh, us say uh, Iowa says a, uh, barf. They played good today, but just heartbreaking at the end. Never rely on the kicker. No. Never rely on the kicker. Matt LaBelle, locally Twin Cities, I believe originally from Wisconsin, says, would you expect anything different? No. Bud McCarthy, South Dakota, says, lost for words, played good today, and go down that way. Dave Vicky says, I would say my targeting awards go to Daniel Hunter and Nick Vigil. Yep, good choices to ponder. To none else than Mike Zimmer and his stumbling bum timeouts, and his shitless kicker, Greg Joseph. Yep. Mark Carlson, Iowa, says, I can't really comment too much. I didn't see any of the game, but did listen to most of the second and third quarter at AM Radio 730 from Worthington, Minnesota, who always has the game. My game comments are, Why can't we put a team away with all the points scored? We could not keep the opponent from scoring. And lastly, what I listened to was very exciting for the most part. of mark from Iowa. Yeah, it was a fun game. It's just you know crappy ending. Dave Vicky says that was quite a do it in the desert, and we can, we we come up on the short side because of what you say. Kicking and Zimmer hates kickers, so why do they meander up to the line and waste precious time when they could have one more shot at the end zone and then he leaves it up to the kicker. Zimmer burns a timeout right before the two minutes and he could have used it at the end. His clock management and timeouts are bad. That's the main part of his job and he has failed throughout his career. I cannot disagree with that. It's been Yep. I mean it's it's been a big thing. And that's why I said he's the Kirk Cousins of coaches. You know, he's kinda good, but then he's but then he's not. You know, he's not when you really need him to be good. Leland Elbertson wraps up this section saying kicker curse continues fight hard to stay in the game putting up points to have to sit there and watch the ball go wide after 50 years as a fan it's getting tiring i, I agree leland i really do i really do big time um Dave vicky a remarkable overall job mad martin all of you guys Dave Vicky, Mad Martin, you're going to share the gold today. Awesome interaction. Awesome job. Uh, Gold-plated, Silver Star for those great call-ins from Gerald String out of Nebraska. Thank you so much for the awesome interaction. Mike Dale, you get like a, yeah, Mike Dale should also get a silver. And Bronze Star to Mark Carlson. Thank you guys so much. Uh, uh, Mark and Leland. Bronze Star, thank you guys so much for the interaction. And the great comments always. Thank you so much. um Can't thank you enough. I always forget people. I always think somebody's getting left out, and I'm just thinking of those names now, and I'm like, man. But I can't. I, I, you know, obviously you guys know how much I value you. I can't be like, oh, oh, yeah, just give it to everybody, you know, because uh, you just gotta go with the flow, this and that. I mean, there's somebody <laughs> right now. It's just aching inside of me. you should probably have a silver. But um, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. It's just aching. But, I mean, all of you guys are like at least, a, you know, you're, you're so good and so valuable. And, again, that's why I keep coming back, even though the frustration seems to last a lifetime. Oh, man. I guess if the Eagles can win a Super Bowl, why can't we? If the Buccaneers, you know, without Tom Brady years ago, could win a Super Bowl, why can't we? You know, why can't we? Why can't something happen one of these years? See, Seattle was the, one of the worst franchises. Seattle and freaking Tampa and the Saints. You know how awful those franchises used to be? A lot of you that have been around football for longer than me even know how awful Tampa, Seattle, and New Orleans were for, and for eons. So it's like, okay, why not us? Why not us? You know, it's got to happen one of these years. It, it really does. You know, I mean, gosh, you'd think the San Diego Chargers slash LA Chargers will have three Super Bowls before us. That's what it feels like sometimes. And technically, the Cleveland Browns original franchise has two Super Bowls now. Of course, that franchise is actually decent. They actually won the championship in the 60s before the Super Bowl. So let's not forget that. They were pretty good around the Green Bay era. That's where they played Green Bay in the first Super Bowl. So, yeah. And then it was uh, Johnny Unitas in the second one, if I remember correctly. And then Unitas got number three, I believe. No, I think he got like five or six. I apologize. Three was the Jets, I believe. They got that one Super Bowl, if I remember correctly. 68, yeah. The J-E-T-S. With that goofball, uh, yeah, we all know who he is, Joe Namath. <laughs> oh, Joe Namath, give me a break. All right, <laughs> Goofball, isn't he? Uh, with that said, though, thank you guys so much. And, yes, it always pains me to think, oh, no, this guy should probably get consideration for gold, silver, bronze, whatever. It is what it is. I mean, you guys know how much I value you. You guys know it so much, even when I just kind of bounce around and go all over the place. With that said, hopefully things can get cleaned up and again why not us someday why not i i don't know why not it just hasn't happened you know it just hasn't happened and it it hurts i hope i hope things change someday and someday soon with that said let's uh get to the final details here contact details and all that good stuff where am i going uh, obviously if you want to do what gerald did today that is called an audio submission audio submission and he did a fantastic job didn't he he did a fantastic job and don't be shy out there. Don't be shy. Anywhere from, you know, whatever it is, if it's 30 seconds or five minutes, whatever it is, I'd be welcome, very welcome on the show, as long as it's somewhat Viking-related. Obviously, Gerald is great Viking-related. Collins there. Uh, any of you out there, maybe I haven't met you yet. Uh, there was somebody named Bryce a long time ago. I don't think it was Bryce Farrell from Maranatha. Maybe it was, but it didn't sound like him. He sounded like a younger guy uh a long time ago he was like a really nice caller and then he disappeared it was so sad uh malcolm his calls were always so great you know i mean it'd be nice to hear from any of you jason from delta was the original caller way back in the day from iowa it's funny how the first ever caller to this show was from iowa and it's just yep Iowa. you know i just love it and obviously gerald nebraska unbelievable guy awesome um Always appreciate all of you so much. Mark Mark has called in a few times. Dave Hickey has. He's more than welcome to call in again. Really appreciate it in a big way. Um, Just can't thank you guys enough, always. Uh, But to do that, to actually call in, what's wrong with me? I'm babbling here. uh, Just open the free voice recording application that's on every smart device on the planet. Open it, press record, read it like a phone call. And don't be worried. Don't be worried you're going to screw up or anything. Ah, (laughs) <laughs> don't be worried about it, seriously I mean, I'm, I'm nothing special, I'm not you know, if if, if I was so great I'd have millions of listeners, you know so just, just look at it that way um, record it, hit stop, you know, blah 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 save it, slide, save it, save it and then share it or email it to Live at yahoo.com Live at yahoo.com I would then convert it into an mp3 uh, with zamazar.com they do a good job there Really appreciate the free service they bring, so I'm more than happy to bring them, to give them a free plug. Vigit, time to get that Vigit application, which I should plug this after the first segment, and I keep bleeping that up. What a jerk I am, honestly. I'm pissed at myself. I keep doing that now. There are three different ways to use the app. Feel free to choose, feel free to use it any way you want. Of course, social media for sports bettors. You can post and pick, to see what others are saying about the games. viget betting leagues a month long betting competition to see who the best sports better is over the course of a month, which, of course, right now, that sounds like a lot of fun, because there's a lot of football games going on, right? Maybe pick the Chargers over the Cowboys, and you lost. <laughs> uh, feel free, uh, or excuse me, free to play sportsbook, bet free po- coins, win real prizes. They're free coins, it's all play money. Betting stats, there is great information available on the viget Like Line movement. Where the public is betting so again you could use it as uh, as a cheat sheet whether you're using real money on a real betting app or not and of course again it's fantasy betting it's fun to compete we are not using real money on this application again we are not using real money very important for you to know that vigit V-I-G, uh, v-i-g-i-t that's two separate words and when, when you are uh, joining the application, they ask for a referral. It is Paladino Live, all one word. All this information will be in the show description. Again, uh, please write a positive rating for Purple Mafia on Apple Podcasts, Audible, or Stitcher. Those of you that have in the past, thank you so much. And anybody considering it, please do. It only takes a minute. And it means a million bucks to me. If you were to do that, it only helps make the show more attractive to potential new listeners. With that said, wishing all of you a wonderful week. The weather's all over the place. Super-duper hot today. Got to 90 degrees today. I don't know if it's because of the tropical storm out in the ocean pushing some of that wind here because it was dang windy. Uh, And then it's going to get dramatically colder by Tuesday in this part of town, and I believe Iowa will be similar as well. Maybe some Wisconsinites are listening as well. You'll be getting some of that cooler air slightly later maybe. With that said, have a wonderful week. Hopefully the Vikings pull off something and get things back rolling in the right direction. Until then...